what's going on boys we are back triple g f l <clears throat> episode 12 motherfucking tom brady episode um yeah crazy week inching towards playoffs and uh yeah that's some wild stuff go down wanted to start by saying uh <clears throat> Kamish had himself a hell of a weekend right the old uh, life parlay as we've discussed on this podcast Fantasy football team wins. Michigan beats the shit out of Ohio State. Shouldn't say beats the shit out of. Great game. I think they actually stole it in a lot of ways. But ran the score up late. Niners pounding the Saints. Shutout contributing to Kamish edging out the victory over insurgent Mike Sikorsky. Um, and on top of all that, guys. Oh, fantasy hockey team wins. Alongside the football team. The liquor getting after it. Good win over future league member Parsons. Um, but on top of all that, boys, I did goddamn well at the sports book. Up 400 on the weekend. Could have been up 800. I had one last uh, bet Sunday morning over 41. Falcons, Commanders, and uh, Cordero Patterson fumbled. Running into the end zone late, which would have, if he scored, would have forced the Commanders to go down to try to kick a field goal to win it. It would have put the over in. So could have been a fantastic week, but hey, I'll take up 400. Um, worked in Michigan money line, USC Notre Dame over. Garbage time hit on that. Um, all things were looking up. Now, we'll say life hits you like a ton of bricks. Kind of wanted to get into it on the, uh, on the interview today, but uh, didn't get a chance to. Need to get something off my chest. The week started off fucking hard, boys. I get to the office today having a plan that uh, I was going to let one of my sales team members go. Um, it's a bit of a wild card, and he's also a massive dude. He played D1 college football for the ASU Sun Devils, um, starting right guard. He's trimmed down a bit since then. But anyway, uh, still big dude and major attitude problem, right? Not a, not a good... Uh, Team player, constantly arguing with me, all this stuff. Um, so it came down to, you know, hey, look, you know, I, you're 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 a cancer to what we're trying to do here, and you gotta go. Obviously, in a more professional way, he was on several written warnings and all that, and prevented or presented um, the news to him in a professional way today, and he absolutely flipped out called me a fucking snake, a fucking coward, all this stuff in front of the entire office. He was following me around after I had removed myself from the situation and left him with our, um, kind of our branch manager. Uh, yeah, major, major funky stuff this morning. My blood was boiling, um, trying to keep it, keep it cool, keep it HR friendly. But, uh, yeah, he, he was testing it pretty good. At one point I kind of he was accusing me of outlandish shit, uh, and I kind of smirked in, uh, in front of the whole office, like, oh, this is fucking funny to you? I'm like, buddy, just fucking go. Don't do this here. Please leave. This is a place of business. You gotta go. Uh, so super awkward. Um, it's also a crazy guy, so I'm gonna be looking over my shoulder, um, leaving the office over the next couple months and making sure I don't see his piece of shit white Tacoma out there. Waiting to catch some hands. So, anyway, um, that's my day. So, life parlay can be ripped out from underneath you pretty damn quickly. Sorry for the tangent. Um, well, let's uh, let's do a little league recap here for this week and kind of what's going on today. I don't have the game up right now. Um, but it looks to be all wrapped up for all of our matchups. Uh, K. Wilgs, I think, is the only one with a chance to change his fortunes. Um, but he's got a 0%. He's supposed to have Jonathan Taylor going, yeah. Let's see, let's see. Jonathan Taylor has 1.3 points mid-second quarter. Not looking good. Um, unless there's a massive comeback, we have, we'll have a change. Or no changes in the matchups there, and that one's kind of irrelevant anyway, just for the seeding in the loser's bracket playoff. Um, Evan, same thing. It looks like he could have 
Najee Harris do some wild stuff and, and get him on the right side of OnlyFans, which would have some playoff implications. But other than that, I think we're wrapped up. Um, yeah, crazy week. Talk about it a little bit in my own matchup, but, man, mine came down to the wire. Uh, Carver Walker's 160.22 over Rub My Watson Parlor. Again, I need some clarification on the name, Mikey, so if you still listen to these, tell you what you can do to get back in our good graces. Start a group chat with all the numbers from the one you left and just explain your team name and then all will be forgotten. I love you. I don't want to beef with you. I don't want you out of the league, but the expansion draft is happening. Your team puts up 150 on a weekly basis. It's going to be okay, my friend. Um, but breaking down the matchup, uh, it's kind of a game of cat and mouse. I kept kind of inching out to, to leads or just set myself up well. Then he'd have a player going that wasn't doing so hot do some big shit late, and it was fucking pissing me off. It started all the way Thanksgiving morning, I believe. Um, he had, ah, maybe it was Thanksgiving evening, but like he had Ramondre Stevenson, right? I had, who'd I have go in the morning? So Amon Ross St. Brown went off 23.4. I'm like, cool, off to a good start. Um, Vikings playing against the Pats, Hawkinson, Cousins, Doing good stuff. They hooked up for a touchdown. Things were fucking going right. I felt good. And then Ramondre Stevenson had, fuck, maybe eight points or something. And late, for almost no reason at all, catches a pass and just runs down the sideline for like 40 yards. And I'm just like, dude, of course, my fucking luck. And that shit continued to happen all week long. Um, or all matchup long. Happened with Stephon Diggs. I can't remember exactly what. I think he caught a late touchdown. Um... James Conner, late touchdown. Uh, let's see. Jackson kind of. Jackson was doing poorly for the first part of the game yesterday, but not the best example. Um, T. Higgins, late fucking touchdown. So I thought I thought uh, Lamar Jackson had <laughs> hooked up with Mark Andrews for a touchdown late, and I was ready to just throw my phone through the window. But it was their other tight end, so I caught some luck there. And then when it came down to it, Raiders, Seahawks, he's got uh, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and Daniel Carlson, even their fucking kicker who hung nine on me. And late in the game, Carr starts, he actually, to, to his uh, credit, Carr was dishing all night, but uh, starts hitting Devontae late in the game. Game goes to OT, Daniel Carlson lines up for a fucking 56-yarder. That would have put him ahead by, I believe, a point or two. And I would have had to rely on DK Metcalf on the other end. So if he hits that field goal, I might still pull out a win. Because things would have been different. But luckily he missed. And then uh, you know, the Seahawks can't do shit with the ball. I was excited there. And then all of a sudden they, uh, you know, three and out. So the Raiders have the ball back. Their own 20. Derek Carr. I just fucking know he's going to hit Adams. Pissed off, and then uh, they give the rock to JJ, and he runs it 80 fucking yards to the end zone, locking in the matchup for a four-point win. Meanwhile, my Niners uh, were on the verge of giving up points that would have been probably a four-point swing or something, um, and they held on to the shutout as well. So, like I said, nail-biter, hell of a matchup. Uh, the two heavyweights from Temecula Conference going at it, and luckily Kamish's luck changed, so... Good stuff, Mikey. Virtual handshake. Moving down, we got bad beats. Uh, beating K. Wilgs as it as it stands. Um, again, just for seeding in the losers bracket. Jay Herbs twenty eight points. David Montgomery twelve. Uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins sixteen point seven. Keenan Allen thirteen. So Nate's players came and uh, did what they're supposed to do. And you know, hopefully he's looking up for next year. Um, He's got he's got some things to prove, Big Nate the Gay that does, along with Wilga and name change being one of them. Um, moving down, Jamaican Me Chase, kind of more the same that ninety point range, uh, taking an L versus Only Fans, so I'm sure he's happy to get to nine and three, and and he should remain. Um, he should he should actually. 
ditch Dilly and, and, and be in charge of the Nomad Conference moving forward. So that's a good win for him. Um, Scrotal Ballers taking the L to Team Dunbar 06, 125.74 to 103.02. Uh, Jalen Hurts, not going to be enough. Where did Weber go off? He's got to have one big one up here. Trevor Lawrence, probably one of his better performances. Good for the uh, Dynasty feels on Team Dunbar 06. Um, really just a well-rounded look. Mari Cooper, 12.9. Jaden Waddle, 11. Dalton Schultz, 17. Nice from the tight end slot. Um, and really nothing much behind Jalen Hurts' 28 for Crow. So that was that. I didn't really break out the uh, Jamaican Me Chase and OnlyFans. So let me see here. OnlyFans credit where it's due. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 55.3 points. Wow. Kind of nail in the coffin for the matchup. Got a bonus, 229 yards, 74 yards receiving as well. That's just hell of a day. That, ooh, that might be the record. I'll have to check that at the end. Josh Allen, 30 points. Um, E.T. Not, not seen a whole lot. Geno Smith, 19 in that shootout. Samaje Pirine, uh, 17.3. So, He's got some good things. Circle back, get a high draft pick, and, uh, you know, come back to the board next year. Um, last matchup, change of look. 149, playing with the big dogs at the top of the board. Um, over Show Me the Skrilla, 107.54. is going to slide to 8-4, and four, along with change of luck. Along with... Okay, so it'll be the two 8-4s. Then Team Dunbar and Scroto Ballers will be seven and five to round out the bottom of that division. So now they're kind of in contention. So if Sikorsky gets up to what would be seven and six next week, and one of these guys loses, all of a sudden their playoff hopes are are kind of in jeopardy. Um, so something to watch in terms of this change of luck matchup. We got Kyler Murray twenty six points over Joe Burrow's eighteen, Barkley's thirteen point two over McKinnon's four point one. Kenneth Walker did a good job for for Dilly, but after that, there's not a whole lot. C.D. Lamb fourteen, Tom Brady eighteen, Justin Tucker fourteen. Shit, he almost hit that fucking sixty seven yard field goal too. Miami D coming through strong. That's a uh, carpet walkers drop. You're welcome. Harrison Butker, for both the both kickers in this matchup got fucking fourteen points. That's crazy. Uh, Jimmy G, thirteen point two eight, really quiet performance, but getting points on the board. Um, yeah, that's what we have. And that sound was Jackie getting home, so she's gonna probably talk some shit here in a second when she realizes I'm recording. Um, yeah, that rounds it out, right? So we will get into the interview and circle back afterwards to. Look at what the next two weeks look like. Talk playoff implications. Other than that, enjoy the talk with future league member AT and Dylan, and we will circle back in a second. AT, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Not much. Trying to uh, FaceTime audio, seeing if it works better for like a three-way call. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, sounds good. It might might be good from a sound quality standpoint. Um, just to think about for interviews. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, how's the day? Oh, it was rough, dude. Filmed like shit. I think I got like somehow not what you had, but something similar was just like a head cold on Saturday. And so, kind of like was I had to drive back from Prescott, feeling like shit yesterday, and today was. Just a bunch of bullshit trying to answer emails and, like, pretend to work. <laughs> but I'm hanging in there, man. I think I should be better by tomorrow. Good, yeah. It, you know, relatively quickly, besides, like, the light cough for me, it passed through. And, like you said, it, it's not necessarily the same exact thing. But, uh, sorry you feel that way, man. Sorry I got you sick over the phone. Yeah, what the fuck? Are we recording yet? Can I start giving you shit for it yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Oh yeah, we are recording. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just waiting for for Havers. I'm kidding. I figured we would be. I'm smoking a big fucking joint right now, just just to mask if I start to cough. Like you don't know if it's me just taking a big hit or if it's me like not feeling too hot. <laughs> I mean, it'd be funny. Like uh, 
at work. You're like, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I just smoked a J. <laughs> yeah, let me, just, let me come off camera, let me come on the camera, I'll prove it. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I'm starting to feel better. It's all good. I just kind of bummed, man, because, like, not to get into, like, work stuff, that's boring as shit, but, like, my job is, like, when you close something, and you gotta work with, like, implementation, so you can't really get excited for getting a signature back for, like, three months until it's finally live. Then once it's live, then you can start to get really excited, because then you get the second part of your commission, and it's locked in. So, like, I came back from the break with, like, four emails from three of my clients like wanting to know shit and I'm like damn it I'm like I'm trying to move forward here I can't can't move forward I'm looking at you guys and feeling like shit so I was like put, trying to put out fires while also like trying to sleep in from my bed <laughs> from my bed <laughs> oh uh, oh hey, hey Bruce up, baby? hello <laughs> hang on one second I'm gonna see <laughs> you there oh no what have I done wow do you sound so good Dude, I'm trying to get on my headphones. Uh-huh. Are you there? Or are you fucking with us? I'm here. Now, so, I'm gonna have to go speakerphone. Expect the headphones aren't gonna work. Can you guys hear me fine? I can hear you perfect, man. I hear you fine, dude. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Sorry about the sending the face or the uh, FaceTime audio, but it seems to be working all right. Cool. Yeah, um, AT was just letting us know that he's a little under the weather, just talking talking through it, so Andrew, you can continue that. Oh no. Yeah, I got JC get, got me sick via the phone. Yeah, um, I talked to him about hockey buds last week, and I got the same thing he got. Oh no, you got a phone virus? He gave me phone dates. Uh, at least you can only get it once, am I right? Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. I, so I told John I'm smoking a big joint to mask. Like, if I cough, you don't know if it's me just taking a big hit or if it's me not feeling too good. It's just one of the two. All right? you, you won't so you're, you're either being gnarly or a pussy. I'm either fucking gnar or a vag. Okay, cool. Duly dated. <laughs> I pulled up my fantasy football team here, guys. I'm two and something. Two and eight. Two and nine. Oh, no. Who do you have on your team? I'm curious what kind of people Andrew Taylor drafts on his fantasy football team. Justin Jefferson, baby. Oh, dude. He's I knew my we were You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> my one good player. <laughs> Who's your quarterback? Uh, um, Rogers. Aaron? Oh, no. Discount double fuck. Yeah, dude. I don't <laughs> even know. I have no idea. Like, when I'm going to come into this league, guys, and I'm about to bring in the fun. Because I'm not going to be very competitive unless I just like start listening to fantasy waiver talk. Will you accept bribes to not take certain players from my team? Yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to whatever is uh, okay with the commission. I'm willing to do. But commission? No, no, it doesn't matter what he says. (laughs) (laughs) So Korsky, I didn't know you're jumping on. Nice to have you. Dude, um, well, I'd say I think you're in your own head about that. I, I mean, I think the league's full of people that don't know how to run a fantasy operation, myself included. So uh, I, think, I think you'd be all right. I respect that. Yeah. It's just a great group, great, great group of guys. That's, yeah. that's first and foremost. What it's a great, great group of gays. Yeah. Yeah, right. Big, big Nate the gays. Yeah. <laughs> the, gay, the gay tippers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, uh, AT, I, Dylan can see it, but, uh, Mike is neck and neck with me for our, like, conference, um, to, to see who wins, and the winner of our conference goes to the playoffs, but if we were in the other conference, we'd be in last and wouldn't be making the playoffs. Oh, guys, do you guys and, uh, teams? Yeah, and we, we, uh, <laughs> we came down to four points yesterday. I won 160 to 156. <laughs> it was off a guy that, so John and I just had a trade, and the guy that I gave John ended up doing probably the, the best on your team, right, John? Um, The guy is Chris Godwin. Yeah, use names. And use names. You know him, right, Andrew? I know all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, he was the best performance on my team. He was... 23 point or no Amon Ross St. Brown beat him but 
still like likely the the replacement for Godwin if I didn't have him. Uh, let's see, I probably would have plugged in Ayuk. Landry or or yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ayuk for nine points, and I would have lost. Got you, bro. Dude, I was sweat. Jackie was like, the Jackie's a Seahawks fan, and it came down to the uh, Seahawks and Raiders game, and uh, I obviously Mike had Derek Carr and Devonte Adams and the Raiders kicker. So anytime the Raiders would fuck up, I would like celebrate. And she's like, "Oh, you're just trying to be nice. Like you want the Seahawks to win." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, totally, totally." <laughs> no, totally. Like, honestly, I don't even know why I'm on this podcast. Mike should be the one on this podcast right now. He should. He could be giving you guys both shit for for teaming up against him. Uh, I think he quit though. I'm pretty sure he quit. Yeah, I, he's he's the only thing he's doing is changing his name to things I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, rub my Watson parlor now. Yeah, I don't I don't get that one. So if he wants to start a new group chat, add us all in. He can explain himself. Um, before that, it was Snyder's Red Tails. I like Googled that just to see. <laughs> What the heck it was. I don't know if he's... I don't know. <laughs> you didn't find anything? No, no I, I found something about like Red Tails, which I think were like African-American fighter pilots or something. Oh, cool. Um, I'm going to see what he's doing there. Oh. Yeah, it's like, like uh, Cuba Gooding oh. Jr. That, they had like a movie about him. He wasn't the actual pilot. Say uncle rule at that rink, dude. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Dude, they ran it up on us, and the t- the clock was running from like two, like with probably like two minutes left in the second period. The clock was running the entire entire third, and it was just like we couldn't. Our goalie just gave up. It was basically yeah. that. It was it was bullshit because both trying hard. Yeah, <laughs> and and is that the is that the. Uh, League, the step up league that you're playing in? No, no, no. I, I honestly didn't want to play in that league the, the next day. I was like, I don't want to play. I'm going to take a day off. My, my <laughs> folks are in town too. And so I was like, let's just go do something where like, we're actually together doing that rather than me on the rink away for like hour 15. You know, so we went we went and hung out elsewhere. But uh, yeah. I, I do want to play in that league again. That, that was fun. I, I don't anticipate us losing 2 to 15 when we have a real goalie in there ever again. Oh, was he just kind of like a like a filling goalie or what? Oh, hundred percent. I don't know. Uh-huh. Who Nobody knows this guy. The guy that was the guy that brought him to our team. Like we don't even really know that guy. <laughs> He's just like a guy of a guy we don't even know. Have you guys ever tried to play goalie? I've never yeah. played. I've 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 been kind of close on a day where we couldn't find one or whatever. Then someone else will step up, but like I've kind of pushed it off with the you know. Pushed it off with the sticks, and like, dude, you guys don't want me in there. <laughs> it's so uh, JC, I played at um, I played at the sports park with uh, Evan and Andy and Brad like one night, something like that. It was late too, like no, their rink lights weren't on, and they got they kicked my ass so bad. Andy got mad at me because I was too easy to score on. You <laughs> get like you get like genuinely pissed, and I'm like the little brother, like I'm sorry, like, I'm trying my best here, and like. <laughs> Broke his, he literally broke his stick, and I was, I was like, "That's it, we're done." And Evan took us home. It was so funny though. That's the only time I've ever played goalie. I've never played goalie again. Andy, so Andy Flask, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it made me feel so bad. Like, could you imagine a teammate you let in a goal and he's just like, "Fuck, you fucking suck." <laughs> we had a go. We had a really good goalie on my roller team now. When I first started playing for him. And he was really good, but a huge fucking asshole. Like, one of those guys that you can do no right. You're either not blocking shots or you're screening him too much. And eventually the whole team was like, bro, we'll, we'll take some Swiss cheese over you. Like, you're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah. It was it was, it was was quite miserable, dude. I, I, like, I was just happy to play with my brother and stuff. So, like, for me, 
I was just happy to be there. And then right after that, I, I don't even know if I wanted to go over the next couple of days. So kind of similar to how we, I, I left the rink this weekend, guys. I just, I'm like, I, and I'm happy it's a Thanksgiving break. <laughs> I step away from hockey for a minute after that kind of asshole. <laughs> John, are you still playing? Yeah, just just roller now. Um, my ice team just turned into fucking d bags. I've told Andrew several times, I think, but uh, we it, we're a bronze level team, which is supposed to be like the level that you skated that that tournament with us that one time. Kind of like, uh, hey, some people played competitive hockey, some people didn't, but like everyone can skate and pass the puck and shoot, but no one's fucking played junior fucking B or anything. And they've just invited, like, former college hockey players. The team is loaded with them. Like, I was... The only reason I wasn't by far the worst on the team is because there's two other assholes that are worse than me on the team. But I still felt like like an anchor on the team. I was like, dude, all of you people should lose sleep over signing up for a bronze league. And I don't want to be here anymore. You guys are fucking douchebags. Yeah. There's no, there's no point playing if everybody... Well... Like, it's important because, like, JC's driving, what, like, 40 minutes each way to get to those, get to those games? And, like, if you get to that game, am I, am I off? Is that too much time? Like, am I even... No, it's, time? like, 50 minutes now that I'm in Elsinore. Like, um, and that's with oh, no yeah, traffic. Like, like, it just wasn't worth it. All The whole yeah, package. Yeah, I'm not to the rink and having a good, like, being with a great group of guys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go to the rink and play people I dislike and not want to snag at least a beer with before I leave. So, that's what's the best part about... My team is like eight to nine of the guys. One of the guys wants to start calling in on the hockey buds, and I, <laughs> I will. I will introduce him again. But like, they're good dudes, and so it makes going to the rink, even though it's like 12, 15 minutes, you know, away, it makes it like really fun to go to. So I don't know. I don't blame you at all for dropping that JC. Fifteen minutes to go hang out with a bunch of d bags. No thanks. Yeah. Pass. Yeah, it's like my roller team is the, the complete opposite. Like. We're not as good, but that's it's fun, man. Like everyone, we had a bunch of beer till one in the morning on Wednesday night uh, in the yeah. parking lot. It was just just a fucking good time. So much cheaper too. So I'm doing two nights a week now at the roller rink versus one and one. What are drop-ins like that? Can you guys put in subs or how does that work? Yeah, dude, the roller's super unorganized. Like, if you ever want to skate with us, just let me know. On a Wednesday night, yeah. It's super convenient. All right. <laughs> you ask, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true, that's true. DJ, DJ, DJ. Hey, Andrew, I want to ask you a question now that we got you on the, the podcast. I don't know yes. if you heard this one time that I brought this up, but okay, I'm switching back to football. Yep. Why do you think more wide receivers don't think like they're going to catch the ball and then like at, like think like they're running the route and then put their hands up and put their eyes up like they're going to catch the ball to fake out the defensive backs and then, like, cut the other way. Why don't you think that's being done yet? I mean, I, it might be in the short scheme of things. I think with their routes, there's such a such a timing thing. So yeah. Anything, anything you do, like, if you're deep in the field, your eyes are going up just trying to find the fucking ball in the sky because the ball is probably in the air. If it's a short route, you don't have time to even, like, think about that. You just cut, cut, get to my spot, look. You know what I mean? So it's very, very quick what they're trying to do there on the on the field. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And it's such a like route running is so precise at that level too that like, oh yeah, faking like you're gonna catch the ball is probably gonna give the defensive back more of a chance because your route's not gonna be as crisp. If you run a eight yard route that's supposed to be eleven to twelve yards or ten to twelve yards, like that's interception. Or that's yeah. incompletion, you know what I mean? And, like, it's so it's, like, anything that's off in that timing, I don't know. And the, especially in the NFL, like, it's the window of opportunity is so slim, so. Well, what a fucking boring answer, dude. <laughs> it's because their they're wieners are too long and they get in the way. Like, <laughs> it's too hard to manage all those legs. Dude, I don't know. I, I, think, I think you, I don't know if it'll happen, right? But I think that's the kind of thing that one person would maybe implement that knows exactly how to do it. He's like, hey, on the on the post corner, when I'm on the post, I'm going to like make it, sell it like the ball's coming, like do a little jump and, and reach up. And, and if that DB bites, the QB already knows I'm doing this. And oh, almost like a Trevor Zegers, like just one guy that does it perfectly and thought about it and is like in on it. 
Um, yeah. To maybe change it up, but again, like I like what's, shot in the dark. But what's the uh, what's the off field workout like for for practicing that? You're just like in the mirror at night, like brushing your teeth, like you're, like moving with your head, and like you're making your eyeballs look all big. You're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. You're practicing that stuff. How does that work? I don't know, dude. Yeah, getting really good at focusing on something that's not there, like six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, like, filming yourself, you're filming yourself on TikTok when you're really watching film. <laughs> Put a little carrot on a stick and then eventually graduate to taking the carrot. <laughs> 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 That'll be done. Whoa, chomp, chomp. Yeah, dude, some shitty TikTok will post and get viral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh. That's a good question, though, man. Hey, so, do you guys have, like, a favorite penalty? I've already mentioned this one. I was on, like, the, the, the catch. Do you guys have a favorite, like, in any sport, is there, like, a silly motion that, like, referees do that you guys like or not? Especially, if, I, I mean, I'll let you guys take it, but I have a backup if you guys don't. I, I like when I like when the refs uh, take their hat off when someone runs out of bounds on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites. Let's <laughs> go check it. They're all, on, oh, they're all on a flags and stuff. <laughs> no, they do that. Like, if a, if a player runs out of bounds on, like, a kickoff, the ref will, don't they throw their hat right where Yeah, the hat's the signal for someone out of bounds. Um, yeah. awesome. But it's also, the hats also can be a backup flag if, if a ref sees two penalties on one put. Um, yeah. What's a third? Do they take their shirt off? They lift their dick out and just start hitting the guy with it. Where's the line on that one? Did you see they whip their dick out? They whip their dick out and just start hitting the guy with it. You've been a bad boy. That's why Mark Sanchez used to take all those penalties. Hockey League, you didn't see me? You just picture a ref at full sprint, like trying to rip his shirt off. the pile. There's maybe not a specific. Actually, I got I got one that's funny. If um, I like when the uh, if the center has like a false start, and the ref will say like, "All right, false start on everybody except the center," because like he's the one that didn't snap the ball, so technically everyone else jumped. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, yeah. There's all there's all good compilations of like funny refs. It doesn't happen anymore as much, but. There's one, there's like a 1980s quarterback, and he's like just getting pounded at the bottom of a pile. And the ref called out to the whole stadium like, Unnecessary roughness, he was giving him the business down there. Giving him the business. That's a 15-year penalty, dude. Giving him the business. That's a personal foul, dude. You're personally giving him the business. I don't want your business, man. He took it personal. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite, Andrew? Oh, dude, I, I, when the, the reception, when the ref comes, me and Nicole and I, Nicole Taylor and I have the same favorite uh, call. And it's when the when they get a reception on, the, on like the sideline, and the ref comes like running up to mark the ball, and he's marking it as complete on the field, and he's just like catching it. it looks like he's like humping at the same time. He's just like, it's a reception, yeah. And his arms are together. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Complete, yeah. complete, complete, complete. I'm getting a visual now, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that two, that two fists that? and the elbows going towards it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. They can also call that one giving him the business for sure. Give him the business. Yeah. He's raping him out there. <laughs> <laughs> but he caught it. <laughs> but he caught it. What's the favorite hockey? Oh, you know, I think hockey does it pretty well. Like, I think yeah. they're all, like, strategic with it. They, It's like the... Um, like the ROTC nerds, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they every every call is like by the books. Like, yeah, there's no extra motion at all. I like the uh, the hooking call in hockey because every ref like like looks like they're just going through the motions with it. Like they'll kind of start to skate away. Two minutes hooking and like they throw the two arms down to the side like they're sheathing a sword like while they're turning away oh, yeah. and skating. Like <laughs> every once in a while you get some some finger work in there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that, JC. I, uh, I also like how they have to point at the player and then point at the box. Like, you, go in there. Go in there. Fuck both of you. You're both going. Those are the best compilations when refs are talking to players that they know. Oh. Fuck you, Tage. I saw it. Yeah. Get the box. I don't want to 
There was a there's one from a couple years ago. I forget uh, the team, but it's a D man sitting behind his net, just back and forth with the puck, back and forth with the puck, not moving. And you hear a ref off camera go, "You gotta move it." And then the player doesn't look at him, keeps looking up ice, and goes, "I can do whatever I want." And then <laughs> and the ref goes, "Oh really?" <laughs> division's going to get in unless um, Mike or whoever, like if, if Mike happens to pass me back up in the next two weeks and then I beat the last place team. Um, like right now before the standings are updated because it's still technically in the week, Dunbar's in last place. He's 6-5, and five, but he has more points than me. And then Mike and I are 6-5 and five in the other conference. So, like, if I were to have more points than him but the same record, I would take that last playoff spot from him. And then there'd be two from Temecula Conference and four from Nomad Conference. So, I don't... There's no one... No one's going to miss out on a playoff spot that didn't deserve it, per se. So, you guys have three weeks left in the season? Yeah, I think uh, we're wrapping up this week, then 13, 14... Two weeks, yeah. And 15 starts playoffs. Yeah, so it's pretty much Mike and I battling to see who stays out of the loser's bracket um, unless someone from Nomad takes a real dive. But Weber won this week, so who lost? Croto? So now Croto might have an even record with me, and Mike is sitting on the outside. Mike's got a good team, though. It's part of the reason why I'm just like not really caring about his opinion. Like <laughs> He's been putting up around 150 points for the last couple weeks. He takes his fantasy seriously. Yeah, but and seriously got, with no... I got most points against in hockey and in this league, too. <laughs> Oof, man. Terrible defense. Wow. Old, people just have a great week against you, huh? Yeah, dude. I bring out the best of people, I think. Old punching back caves. <laughs> dude. Got a W last week, though. Yeah, that was a big W. We'll talk about that. It's just more consistent. Obviously, there's there's seven days that matter. Where in football, there's really one with a game on Thursday and a game on Monday. But dudes just have bad weeks, you know. So I think anyone who makes it in the football playoff has a legitimate shot. Yeah, yeah. Hockey, it seems like the cream kind of rises to the top when it comes to playoffs, and then football is just injuries and like schedule, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there does there is some. I think with football, there is some deeper knowledge too that you can do if you know like matchups and stuff like that. I don't yeah. 
targets and I just not, I'm not I just can't think like that. Maybe it doesn't work that well with football. But at least we both have Justin Jefferson for right now. That's cool. Yeah, dude. That's pretty cool. We can text each other now. And this is, dude, he honestly is the only person I remember that I have. So like every Sunday I see him going off and I'm like, cool man, he's doing good. All right. He's like my team sucks, but... Dude, I, I I traded away Josh Jacobs. Did you guys did you see what he did last night, Andrew? Josh Jacobs for yesterday. Daniel Hunter Smith. <laughs> they put up 50, 50 points. Oh, that's, you traded him away, huh? Yeah, I traded him away. And I was, I was telling John at the beginning of the year how high I was on him, and I traded him away like third week. <laughs> 50, 50 points is like a really bad week, too, for a, a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he, he put the team in his back, though. He saved my ass, dude. Andrew, I was, uh, so like I said, I'm watching that game, and Mike has Carr and Adams. If they hooked up for like one more completion... I probably would have lost. Um, it was annoying, too, because Yahoo Dylan, again, or not Yahoo, sorry, Sleeper, had it to where I was like the 97 point for sure going to win, or 97% for sure going to win. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, a couple fucking TDs from Carr here. The shit is not over. I got fucking Niners D going. If they give up a point, I'm fucked. Like, all this shit going on. Um, and then... Uh, when so I they, on that drive in overtime, like it was probably likely Derek Carr at least makes some completions to other people. If it's Devontae, I'm probably fucked. But then Jacobs just got the ball through the hole and fucking took off for eighty yards and didn't give oh. him the opportunity. <laughs> that's like that's what's fun about fantasy football is like if any of your players have one big pop play, you're like yo, all right, all right, yeah, he did it this week. You know what I mean? Sarah's, uh, Sarah's Sarah's cousins league with Sarah and all her cousins, and she's like uh, coming to the playoffs. She can't lose a single week, or else she won't get in the playoffs. And so she was like, you know, ninety eight percent favor to win her matchup, and because she was up by like ten points, and she was playing against the guy that had Josh Jacobs. So that eighty six yard run ruined all her shots in the in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> this is their first year playing fantasy football. Uh, Welcome to the show. Welcome to why we play. Yep. I said, what? Now you feel my frustration. Don't come crying to me, huh? <laughs> you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, but that's I want to say, JC, these those ninety-eight percent anything like that. Like I don't look at that kind of stuff because of that. I mean. Like, does it really help to look at it? Like, no, I was just looking at it pissed. I'm like, bet you that's bullshit. This is going to watch. That's bullshit. And sure enough, like, I was, dude, I, I was a kick away from losing. He had the kicker, and they lined up um, for a field goal in overtime. It was 56 yards, and it went wide right. If it didn't, I would have lost. I'm just like, dude, 97%, huh, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Had me uh, check the algorithm on that one, huh? Let's give it a refresh here. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. So, yep. Mike God was for president. I'd be uh, in a sports book with you guys, throwing some money down on something. That sounds like a lot of fun. We have a Vegas trip that needs to be scheduled. Uh, if you guys schedule it when you guys said you were trying to, I think it's like in a week or two. You're uh, in Hawaii, I'm right? I'm done next week, so out. No good? No good? No, I can't. Yeah, I can't do it next week. I don't think it's happening next week. Maybe we can get like a... Uh, and yeah, yeah. I like doing it around college ball, so uh, January would probably be too late. I guess we could do it around pro ball, but uh, hockey and pro ball in January, maybe. Isn't there like women's volleyball or something like that? Yeah, but... Um... <laughs> you, know, you know, you have a problem when you go to the sportsbook and you have to ask them to change the channel to a game. You're like, uh, you guys are already playing this. You know what I mean? When you're at the best sportsbook of all time, and you're like, uh, can you put this on, please? Uh, ping pong doubles. Little uh, Sun Belt Conference asshole, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, Just walking right, with the biggest attitude. Hey, numb nuts! I'm not seeing Arkansas State. <laughs> Oh, yeah, buddy, let me turn off Bama. My bad. <laughs> it's not even a sport they're playing on there. You're like, oh, dude, dude this guy's got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you like this, though? I was uh, up in Prescott this weekend, and they have, like, the original Whiskey Row with these uh, string of saloons that have been open since, like, the 1800s. Yeah, it's badass. Played pool in one of them, dude. It's, it seems like a good time. I'd definitely go back there. Um, 
But uh, they have this one old ass saloon, and in it you can bet on uh, horses, just horse track betting and all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was just cool. It's so authentic. You're like, oh, this wood shack, and this huge ass bar, and uh, or uh, bar, and and right in the corner, just in the whole like three or four people just watching horse racing. You're like, yeah, that's that's definitely Western feel right there. You know. <laughs> I, I don't understand really horse racing. Every time I go to the track, I end up leaving with a bunch more knowledge on how to do it, and it's fun. But like, I always forget because I don't go enough. Like, have you guys ever bet on horses? Yeah, I've been I've been a couple times, but yeah, I, I just bet on the win. I, I don't I don't really get too deep into the like the the show and place and all that kind of crap. So you get the real money though. I like yeah. the uh, was it the trifecta where you just try to pick the top three? Yeah. yeah. I've hit on a couple of those at the track, and not for big money, for like $12 or whatever, and cross-chop the rest of the crowd. <laughs> they used to have dollar beer days, at, like on Sundays at the Golden Gate Field up here. That's a good time. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, everything there's like cheap. I know if you went, the parking was never that expensive, and you could bet like $3 bets, $4 bets, $2 bets. So it wasn't like you had to throw a bunch of money in it, because if you hit... Like the one, two, and three on a two dollar bet, you might get paid out actually pretty something decent. Is it's hard to do that, but uh, I don't know. I just thought it was cool being in Prescott, and you're like, oh, I, I almost wanted to bet on a horse race that's coming up so well I could get the experience. And then it's fun when those horses are coming around, and you're like, oh shit, go, 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 go. Yeah, dude. It's like the most fun. We're talking about those long football plays. That's basically what a horse race is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's a. Uh... It's a good time, man. I, I I can see why people get fucking hooked on it and think they have found the secret and all that and just get their hearts broken from a betting standpoint. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I don't know how to find the secret with horse racing if you can pick the right names, the keeps names. No, but some dudes think they have. Like, they'll, they know everything. The storyline's on the horses. Like, what the horse <laughs> had for fucking breakfast, you know, like. Oh, I know this horse is mud. She was a terrible, she was terrible at mud. Three lineages down from Sea Biscuit. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit like that, dude. <laughs> I, you know what I want to do though? I want to go to a NASCAR race. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never been to a NASCAR race. I feel like they're not that fun. <laughs> they're not. Nah, at least to me, I don't know. It's like too big. Like for you, only get like a small like view of the track. Like in if you're at uh, like an oval track sure like you're high in the stands and you can see the entire track but it's so far away that you're just like uh yeah, i think i know I what's happening I really over there about it, i don't really get the intrigue but it's kind of like it don't have you ever gone to an outdoor like a motocross national yeah see that's that's the intrigue right the tailgating well no no the tailgating would be fun for sure don't don't get me wrong on that if you got like nascar infield and just went for the party then it, it's a good time, but like when you're when I'm watching the race at a at a motocross event, I'm just like, yeah, you find your little piece of the track that's like miles long, and you just see the field rip by, wah 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 wah, like oh cool, you know. <laughs> you know what? I'd almost rather go to like one of those like demolition derbies or like just yeah, one of those little small tracks in, in Paris than um, Paris. Those those are fucking fun, dude. Because the the beer is like five bucks for a fucking thirty two ounce. Every once in a while, they crash, and the track is fucking small, so you're literally, you have your eyes on, like, the close part of the race. Like, if two dudes are duking it out, you, like, watch them, like, every turn, like, fucking try to pass each other. It's it's a fucking good, the Paris one's funny, too, because you get some local beefs. Like, I was, I was at the season-ending race one time, and uh, I forget the scenario, but basically, like, the dude who came in second, if he came in second, then he wins the championship. The dude that came in third had to beat the dude in second, so essentially come in first to win the championship. And so basically the dude in second was just blocking number three the entire race and let the dude in front, who wasn't very good, just run away with it and kind of, you know, just kind of stretch away. And uh, they kind of bring him in for interviews after their season's wrapping up. And the dude in third place, like, gets on a fucking megaphone just yelling at the crowd, like, during the other guy's interview, and he's like, I don't know where you're from, but around here we race to win. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> he's just pissed that one guy wasn't even trying to yeah. beat the guy in the first. He was a little bit back. 
That's so good. The way Bud did it taught me. <laughs> um, dude, I, a, I have a hard time like not talking like that when I'm in those kind of towns because we're up in <laughs> and like walking around town. And like Monica eventually has to tell me like, "Hey, can you like switch back?" And I'm like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." I'm like, just walking around town like, "Hey, we can just get here, Prisky." Oh yeah, it's a good town here, Prisky. Oh, let's get some steak. Let's get some whiskey, some beer. And she's just like, "All right, can you stop now, please?" Forgot to put my spurs <laughs> on my vans. With the, the theme park, the 1882 theme park. Oh yeah. Seattle, man. <laughs> what? As soon as they go home, they all switch out of character. What do they have doing? They have some, like, accident where they need to call emergency services or whatever. And he's like, oh, what, what's, like, where's the cell phone? He's like, mister, I don't know no cell phone. <laughs> he finally cracks him and then he goes, I reckon if the password was anything, it's the 1882. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Those guys are virtually locked in. Now, Dunbar's team and Scroto Ballers are going to be 7-5, and five, trying to make sure that they don't leave the back door open for Sikorsky or myself to steal another playoff spot. As it sits, the entire Nomad Conference will make it with the bottom four in Temecula Conference duking it out for the season loser and punishment. Looking at the matchups, oh, and then Temecula Conference myself will be up top at 7-5. and five. Mishku at 6-6, six and six, then everyone else out of contention. So Mike's got to win at least one matchup and me lose two to take the win. If I win one, he's got to win two. If I win both, he's out in terms of winning the conference. But either of us can snipe that last spot from the Nomad Conference as well, depending on how that plays out. So looking forward to week 13, Carpet Walkers have what would appear to be a layup against Jamaican Me Chase, but you never fucking know in the Triple GFL. Rub My Watson Parlor, aka Mishku, Russian Warship, have a matchup with Bad Beats. So a couple of layups. We could both get a win there. And then Scroto Ballers is playing division champ so far, only fans. Team Dunbar playing Show Me the Skrilla. So they both have to win theirs. If one of them lose and both Mishku and I win, they're starting to sweat it out. So that's kind of the, the look we have going on. It'll be interesting to see. I project myself to win, be looking at 8-5, and five. and at that point... It'll be tough to knock me off, but Mike can do it because he has the point total tiebreaker. If I win this week, then he needs me to lose the following week. I think he should set his eyes on the Nomad Conference, snipe that last spot. That's just me, and that's just me not wanting to lose my, my seat atop the conference as well. Week 14, I think the roles reverse. Ooh. Week 14, Mike will have a tough matchup with Team Dunbar 06, while I have a seemingly easier side of bad beats. Um, Scroto Ballers and Show Me the Skrullo will be duking it out. So that'll be interesting. If I win next week, I should be fine in theory, right? Because if I win, I'll be going into the final week having my options of a, holding off the conference title with Mike, or B, trying to snipe that last spot from potentially Team Dunbar, who will be playing Mike. So at that point, if Mike wins, that means the bottom of the Nomad Conference is falling out, and I might be able to backdoor my way into the fucking playoffs. So, some storylines to watch. If Dunbar wins next week, Put it this way, if Dunbar loses week 13 in his battle against Show Me the Skrilly, then he's on the fucking hot seat. And as long as I win my matchup, I should be safe, or I would be safe, because then I just have to beat one of those two that are playing each other uh, the following week. So I'm putting on me Dilly Show Me the Skrilly hat, Hoping for a change of look. And, uh, yeah. Sorry, Dunbar. Sorry, Sikorsky. I hope you guys both lose. So, is what it is. Thank you, boys. Best of luck. And I'll catch up with you next week. It's the end of the show. Will somebody please record an outro? All you need to do is let me know Please somebody record a fucking outro Thanks